Hey everybody, Jim Kerr here, and I'm with my buddy Tommy Breedlove. I'm so happy you could make some time and grab a cup of coffee with me. Uh, Tommy's quite a guy, you know. He wrote the book Legendary, and it's a USA Today and Wall Street Journal bestseller. It's sort of a playbook about how to lead a truly legendary life. He does all kinds of speakings. In fact, he was telling me right before the broadcast that he's heading to Mexico. He's down in Atlanta. He does all kinds of uh, relationship and mindset um, coaching work. And I'm just pleased that you can make you know, you know a few minutes for me here, Tommy. So thanks for joining me, man. Jim, what an honor, my brother. And we've had a lot of fun and a lot of back. No one's seeing what's actually happening here. <laughs> never look behind the curtain. We've got no. it, brother. we got it going on. <laughs> yeah, wink, wink, nod, nod. Um, so here's the deal. I want to get right into the to the first question, and it's this. Do our origin stories really matter? They actually do matter. They affect every moment of every day of our lives. And for 36 years, I lived a story in my brain and in my heart of unworthy, not enough. And I was a senior partner at a, one of the largest financial consulting firms there is and looked on the outside like I had it all going on. You know, it didn't matter what I wore or how much money I was making inside. I was scared. Um, I was, I felt unworthy, like a fraud. And I think a lot of us feel that way. Not all of us, but a lot of us. And so for me, I wanted to rewrite that story. And I, I and I, I had a mentor tell me one time at 36 years old, he goes, Tommy, are you going to stop, start living your life and stop living that story? And it punched me in the face. And since then, and I'm 12 years into this journey, I've been constantly rewriting my story mm. and rewriting a story from fear to abundance. And now I stand with confidence, courage, and power. Whereas before and, and, and goodness, not, not, not arrogant, you know, arrogance is loud and insecurity, mm -hmm. but really owning my own power, really standing with confidence, really standing with courage and self-belief, self-respect and self-love so that I can go out and lead others. And I'm finally, after 48 years, starting to lead and love myself so that I can lead and love others. <laughs> Took yeah. me a minute, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I mean, it, it, it's so you. I've, I've been reading your book. I love it. It's so conversational. It's one of those things where, you know, you're, you're providing ideas and you're really speaking from the heart. You're really an authentic guy. And I can see it come, come across right here today during our conversation. Let me ask you another question. You talk about your purpose in life is to empower people to be their best self, to live that legendary life, right? Where does origin stories fit into, into that work? In order to get where you want to go, whether it's more success, more happiness, better relationships, um, money, whatever it is, whatever you're looking for, whatever you desire, you have to know where you're starting from in order to know where to go. And do we need to do some rewiring? Do we need to do some rethinking? Do we need to become aware? Because once you become aware of who you are, 
and where you come from and why you believe the things you do, you can't become unaware. And then we can take action to work on our heart muscles, our mind muscles, our, you know, our professional muscles, our physical muscles, so that we can be and become and do the person we were always meant to be. And so origin story to me means everything because you got to know where you come from and what your wiring is so that you can unwire it to something better. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have to agree, right? I mean, to be truly empowered, you need to be self-aware and you need to kind of own it. And the only way to do that, I think, is to understand how you got to where you are, Indeed. wherever you are, whoever you are. You know, it's that understanding of self where change can start to begin. But first, know thyself. Gotta, yeah, you know really thyself. Gotta, you got to you got to get there. Um, here's an interesting question. I'm interested to hear what you think about this because I'm not quite sure. Do you think? Here's a question. Do you think men need these origin stories more than women? What's your take on that? I don't know the answer to that, but here's what I do know about men. Most men, not all. So don't send me hate emails. I don't want to hear. I won't even look at them. So don't. <laughs> don't. Most men. And I do believe women are the superior gender. I just, I believe it. And that's not me being some politically correct woke nonsense. Um, But I do believe men throughout history crave power, status, and respect. We crave it. And we are scared as hell of embarrassment. Because it's what kept us safe. It's what got us laid. What got us to the head of the (laughs) tribe. Power, status, and respect. And we fear embarrassment. Yes. And we think money, 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 success, because it has worked throughout history, will bring us in our story that we tell ourselves down in our DNA is when I have more of this or when I get there, I will be happy and successful. And that's nonsense. It's a myth. It's a myth. It's a ghost. And we never get there. And so for us men, including this guy, this is not what it looks like to have it all figured out. I work on this stuff every single day with my coaches, my mentors, and I, I, I walk the walk. This guy right here struggles from the same thing. But on our pursuit of respect, status, power, and money, we compromise a lot of the things that we care so dearly about. Happiness, health, relationships. And so do origin stories matter for us men? Yes. Do they matter for women? Of course. But for us men, we got to know what our standard operating procedure is. And I see it every day of every moment, whether it's in my masterminds and my conferences and my retreats or one-on-one, I see it every day. I see these stories that us men tell ourselves that aren't true, right? but it's down in our DNA and we compromise our time, our attention. And that's all we have. And really our most valuable asset is our time and attention, but we compromise it for the pursuit of more and when, and I'm a money's important guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe the old T. Harv Eker saying, if, if someone says money's not important, run from them, they're broke. <laughs> so I'm a money guy. So let's, let's just be clear. However, I don't want to compromise every single thing on this pursuit because there's always more and there's always when. So I, I think it's super important for men. Yeah, I, I, and I do too. And, and that's kind of why I asked the question. I, I, I feel that uh, a lot of times it's guys that are protecting their sort of inner self. They don't want to expose too much. They don't want to show vulnerability and, and so on. They're, they're great about bragging about who they are and all the good things they do. 
But when it comes to showing the other side, there's a reluctance. And I think women are much more comfortable talking about those things. I think origin stories are important for everybody, um, of course. But I I really think men have a hard time coming around to why. And your points about, hey, look at the sacrifices we make in the pursuit of money and quote-unquote success, how we define success. And, you know, the trade-offs that we make are lifelong. I mean, you know, you, you get to a, you can get to a place in your life and you look back and go, wow, I don't know these people in my family because I spent so much time in the office or, or doing my thing at work, you know. So, yeah. It's so powerful. Thing. Yeah, and I think me, men have, have to get there. To me, I think a lot of us, not all of us, but a lot of us equate success with status. Right. And status is a no win game. And there's always someone ahead of us on the journey and someone behind us. And if we look down on the people behind us, that's arrogance. And if we look up to the people, that's pride. And so for me, success, if I was to define it today, equals freedom. Yeah. Freedom of time, freedom of choices, freedom of where you spend your attention. And so to me, that's success. Mm-hmm. And there is a financial component to it. But you and I both know this. If you're a bad person, or it's money's going to magnify that to the highest degree. Yeah. If you want to make great significance and great impact and experience in life, and you live on the abundant side of thinking and feeling, money's going to allow you to do some extraordinary things. So money is important, but it will magnify if you're angry, mad, worried, cynical, judgmental. It's going to magnify that to the top of the. I mean, it's just going to scream it from the rooftops. Mm-hmm. If you live with a love, abundance, courage, confidence, and you make a lot of money, you can make great impact with that money. And so we see it every day, but money I, from someone who's made it, lost it, made it again, lost it. I mean, money helps with everything. I'm not saying it, but it will not buy you happiness. It will not buy you peace of mind and will not buy you courage and confidence. You have to go out and find it. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this and I'll get off my soapbox. Whatever you're struggling with in your life, I want, I want everyone to hear this. Go find the nearest mirror. That is the problem and the solution. There's no magic pill. There's no politician and there's no white horse coming. Go find that mirror. Look at it. Problem and solution and go do something about it. And so I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> no, I love it. And you, you know, you've built quite a tribe, you know, and I'm wondering, you know, what does the role of origin sort of storytelling play in building that legendary movement that you're sort of the the leader of so what i pride myself on brother is giving people the gift of going second there's not many people like us who get up there and i we don't emotionally vomit on people i am not if you want to know what emotionally vomiting looks like that go to your facebook feed and 80 percent of it's emotionally vomiting yeah but for those of us who have made a lot of mistakes and have worked our butts off with coaches and mentors and who have done the work to overcome those mistakes and to live a life with courage, for those of us who have done that, what I do is say, this is what I look like when, this is what I did to correct it. And this is what it looks like now. And I do that very authentically and I do it very honestly Mm -hmm. because I have made a lot of mistakes in my life on the pursuit of more and win 
and power and status and respect. And it did not work for me. And I give people that gift so that then they can make a choice. Do they want to continue living the life they're living now? Or do they want to make a choice and do one thing different to be a little bit better than they were yesterday so that they can go give someone else that wisdom and the gift of going second? Because I think when we're honest, this world craves authenticity. We're so over Instagram fabulous and LinkedIn successful. But when we're honest, raw, and vulnerable in a healthy way, we give permission to other people because if we're struggling from it or we've made the mistake or we have the voice in our head that says, what if they figure out I don't know what I'm doing? Or what if they figure out my deepest, darkest desires? If we felt it or done it or made a mistake, millions more have done it. Yeah. And when we start having true, authentic conversations, so that's what it means to the legendary life movement, my entire movement, why I have a tribe, because I give people the gift of going second in a healthy, meaningful way. And we're not going to sit there. We're not going to stew in this and be victims. Screw that. I'm trying not to cuss, by the way. Screw that. <laughs> Screw that. We're going to use it not as an anchor. We're not going to use our stories as an anchor. We're going to use it as a platform to stand in strength and to go forward. That's what I'm about. That's what I'm about, brother. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, it comes across in all your writings and your posts and stuff. It, it really does, Tommy. Let's talk a little bit. And you kind of got at it when you talked about authenticity and vulnerability. But what makes a good origin story, do you think? Well, I would, <laughs> I don't want everyone to have the origin story that I had. <laughs> right. You know, you we don't have to like hold it right there because I'm familiar with your story, but we can't all yeah. be Vikings. Yeah, we can't. <laughs> yeah, we can't. We can't all, you know, I, I my hope for people, we all have our stories. We all have our backgrounds. We all have our struggles. And, and my hope is and my dream is before people get on the trauma table before they make a big integrity breach or compromise all their time or their families or whatever it is for that pursuit of whatever it is you want. My hope is that you'll take a step back and take intentional action. I come from not much. I made a huge mistake at 18. I was sent to prison at a young age, overcame that, went to college, ended up at Deloitte, one of the largest financial consulting firms in the world thought that money and power because I come from nothing would make me happy. Almost lost everything again on the pursuit of power and money. Mm. And then I realized, Hey, there's more to life than this. And don't get me wrong. Again, I'm a, I I still work my butt off and I still want to make a lot of money so that I can make great impact. But my hope is, is that human beings will lighten up, be a little bit nicer to themselves because we can't love others until we love ourselves. We can't respect others until we respect ourselves. Mm -hmm. We can't lead others until we lead ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we start walking the walk. We're not a different person out in public than we are in private working on this every single, by the way, this is not what it looks and sounds like to have it all going on. I work (laughs) at this stuff every day. I work hard at it. We were just talking before we got on. I did an hour of personal development today with my team so that I could be better. And so for me, I want people to know where they come from and again, not use it as an anchor to hold them back and become a victim. Screw that or entitled. It's even worse, but use it as a platform, whatever you've been through, whatever mistakes you've made, own it, 
do something about it, correct it, take action, stand on it as a platform to boost you forward. And so I'm, I'm very passionate about this. So I'll, I'll get off my soapbox now, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm with you. And I feel like the, our stories are similar, you know, first one in, in the family to go to college, uh, felt that education was going to be my ticket out, you know, uh, Consequently, I wrote six books. I've got 500 articles. I started this Amazing. consulting coaching thing, but all because I had this sort of origin story that said, you know, you can you can be better, and there's a path forward, and the way you get there is through hard work and education and all that, and that was sort of a value of mine, and I think it shaped the way I've operated for the last 30 years, you know, um, but I also feel like people are reluctant to tell their stories and to confront it. And, and I kind of wonder about that. What, what's your thought? Why are some people, you know, less in, uh, likely to share their stories? I've got a really we, good friend that, that just, you get dribs yeah. and drabs of his life, but you really don't know the guy completely because he doesn't share a whole lot. Cause we care what other people think. Yeah. And how exhausting is that? <laughs> Way, even recently, yeah, I mean, because we care what people think, because honestly, way back in the day, we had to be in the tribe, because if we weren't in the tribe, we were dead. Right. And now we don't have, for the most part, those, we don't have Romans coming at the gate to conquer us and kill our children and take our women. Um, You know, we really, really, really care what other people think. We really, really, really want to be important. We really, really, really want to be seen, heard, loved, valued. And we will do anything to protect that. And at the end of the day, we're all very, very flawed human beings. We all make mistakes. We all bleed. And here's the truth. And this sounds morbid. Here's the absolute truth, people. You are going to die. Period. Period. You will not escape this thing. But will you do it with regret? Will you do it with the should-haves? Will you do it lying to yourself? Will you, Or will you do it with courage, confidence, and true power? And so a lot of us are so scared at what other people think. And, oh, what does Johnny next door think of me? Johnny ain't thinking about you. He's thinking about his own nonsense. And so for me, if you live, it's really, really this life is really, really simple. And I haven't, you know, I haven't always lived this way. And I do still make mistakes. Do what you say you're going to do. Show up. Show up. I just gave someone, I just gave you a million dollar tip. Just show up. If you show up, you're ahead of 90% of the world. Show up for yourself and show up for others. Honor your word. Do what you're going to say we do. And the most important thing we can all do is work on our inner games. Work on your heart muscle and your mind muscle. We're not, we're taught a whole lot of things in school, but three things we're not taught. We're not taught financial, anything financial. We're not taught anything. You got to learn that. Learn how to be rich because it just doesn't happen unless you're born that way, which is 1% of the population. And who cares about those people anyway? Because they don't value it. Learn how to be rich. Learn how to be emotionally strong and learn how to be mentally strong. We're not taught that anywhere. Mm. And if you do those three things, if you do the work, build your mind muscles with your finance skills and your accounting and money skills. 
You work every day on your heart skills and mind skills. If you do that every single day, you will be. And if you don't think we're emotionally and mentally weak, turn on the news or social media right now. Mm. That's how emotionally and mentally weak we are. Right. But you can rewire that and you can work those muscles because if you don't work on your heart and mind, they atrophy or they never were built. So you are weak. Go work on your heart and mind. Get strong. Get confident. Not arrogant. Get strong. Get confident. Get courageous. Own your own power and start leading with love and not fear, which is I hope our politicians are listening. (laughs) You will be a very, very, very happy, joyful, healthy human being. So here's a question, and I, I want to play off of some, some of what you just said about, you know, the politicians and, and media and, like you say, turn on the TV, watch the news, go to Facebook, what have you. Do you think we're at a point where we need to sort of craft a story? Maybe it's an origin story for the 21st century where we've got, you know, I don't know, 7 billion people that that need to come together and cooperate and collaborate and all that. And what, what, what's your thoughts about that? I'm just interested in a big philosophy. You know, we've gone to the personal side. Yeah. We got to work on ourselves, but what, 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 what about society in general? Maybe I can reword this. And this is, if I think you're asking me, what does the world need to do right now? And I don't think we need to be well, more in regards to the story. I think the, our story. Story, the stories we tell ourselves is why it's so, you know, uh, stressful to watch the local news. And here's, here's what I would say to that. Do you want to be a sheep or a lion? Do you want to be a puppet or the puppeteer? Because mm. we're puppets. And I will say this, the world doesn't need more compassion and empathy. I keep hearing that crap. We as human beings are compassionate and empathetic. We just are. Most of us aren't wired to be terrible people. We're just not. We, we need to be tribal. We want to love our neighbor. We want to, I don't care what color or race or what you believe in or who you want to have sex with. I, it doesn't matter. We're compassionate, loving people in our cores. Watch children in a playground if you don't believe that. Right. What we need is personal accountability. That's the story participate in your own rescue. Quit being a victim. Our 24-hour news, left and right, tell you every single day that you're a victim. Somebody somewhere is trying to take something from you or do something to you. BS. It's And they are, by the way, they are making a lot of money scaring oh, yeah. you and dividing yeah. you. They're making a boatload. Hello, puppet. Yeah. You want to be the puppeteer or the puppet? Turn it off. Go find a mirror, look in it. Where do you struggle? Money, success, love, happiness. Where where are you struggling? Own it. Look in that mirror and take one small action to be a little bit better than you were yesterday. Personal accountability is the story you need to tell yourself. Not what was told to you, not what was done to you, not what was said to you, and not the crap you've read. Mm. Take your power back and you write your story and quit telling your origin story because your origin story is mostly untrue. But we believe it. We believe it, but we can unwire it. Yeah, no, I, I love the advice. I, I really do, Tommy. You know, the, the, the thing that 
I wonder about all this. You know, a really good origin story has sort of heroes and villains and all that. So whether your origin story is a facade that you tell yourself to feel better or whether you really dig deep, look in that mirror, really see who you are, you know, and, and take ownership of all of that, like you talked about um, in our conversation today, and and really recraft it. You say rewire it, but it's like, tell, you know, redesign that story so it, it reflects the truth, you know, like it all, with all the warts and blemishes that make us all up uh, and, and start there and start to own that that stuff and that's how we kind of you know uh, uh can go forward we can build a platform on which to to like you say to grow to to become who we really the best we can really be or as you say legendary right live my mentor and coach calls it we are all fantastically flawsom flawed and awesome (laughs) flawsom so my coach and mentor darren hardy he calls us flawsom and we are all flawsome we just need to own it <laughs> yeah yeah no for sure and take and like you say take the time to do it you know it takes time you have to you have to dedicate the time just like you do with anything else whether you're working out for your physical body uh you know you're running for your heart you know whatever you're doing you got to work on yourself too and 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 it starts i think with that you know re, you know reconciliation let's call it that the reconciliation of who you really are here's a question for you and i and it, it plays off of that whole notion of origin stories or good origin stories need um need a villain and a victim and a and a hero and all and all that they all seem we all seem to have like a superpower what's your superpower deep listening deep deep listening i'm an incredible listener um authenticity is a superpower and getting people to own who they are and getting them to take action to be better than they were yesterday Mm. and i don't know why i was born with those gifts i think it starts with listening Mm. there's so many meetings i sit in that people think man that's the best meeting i've ever had and i didn't say two words so there's a reason we have two ears and one mouth so i'm incredibly (laughs) present deep listener and I also can see and hear what's not being said. I can read people very, very well. And I used to use that, by the way, the first 36 years of my life for darkness. Thank God I'm on the right side of karma for the last 12. <laughs> Goodness. Um, but then getting people to own it and know they're not alone. Because I've been right. You know, there's there's very little that can be said that I haven't made the mistake myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes people feel safe, heard, and trusted. And I'm, I deal with some very powerful people very that the people who are listening would know who they are very powerful people but even they need to be safe feel safe heard and trust and i think people really 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 at the end of the day trust me i think they trust my judgment i think they trust my authenticity and i'm not afraid to say i don't know but darn it we'll figure it out see i'm I'm doing good i'm not cussing today so (laughs) (laughs) we'll figure it out together so those are my superpowers (laughs) Listening, trust, and getting people to take, to lead themselves. That's what I'm really good at. Right. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I don't want to ask a question that I won't answer myself, you know. So for me, it's like, I I feel like I'm the big demystifier, okay? (laughs) And what I mean by that is I can take like really complex concepts and I'll, I'll dedicate the time to really understand them. And then I can kind of dummy them down, 
and, and I did a lot of work with the military over the years. And, and I did a, a gig with the U.S. Marine Corps, which was phenomenal. They were a, a terrific client. This is early in my career, and it really helped shape kind of my consulting practice today. And we had an expression there. It was like, dummy it down for the generals, you know? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it was so effective, that little one-liner, you know? And it, and it really sort of uh, influenced my thinking going forward. You know, that was probably in year two of my consulting career, right? And it's shaped it ever since. So be, being able to dummy it down, to be able to demystify complex things is sort of my thing. But I, but I, I will tell you, all the stuff that you mentioned, trust, listening especially, are critical, critical skills. And I find so many people aren't really hearing each other. And, and that's contributing to some of the problems that we were talking about earlier in the conversation. You know, we're just not hearing each other. And yeah, I agree with you. People are naturally empathetic. And I think pounding that, oh, we have to be more, leaders need to be more. Uh, Nonsense. That doesn't sit well with me either. And people have seen me talk about this and write about it in the past. But why? Because we already are, you know. You know? But in order to be empathetic, we have to see, we have to hear, we have to, you know, that's, those are the, the inputs that we receive in order to be empathetic. If I'm not aware of something, how can I care about it? And I'm going to wind this all the way back to the beginning when you said, you know, that you've got to own it, that you've got to be able to, and you're responsible for everything you know. And you, I'm paraphrasing what you said, but you said something to that effect. And when you said it, I just kind of grin because I'm like, yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. People hey, do, people do. The only reason people are not compassionate and empathetic and where we become the mob is because we're scared. Yeah. Whether it's atrocities at a geopolitical level, it's fear. Mm. We got to own that. Whether it's religion or politics or someone has told us we're a victim or there's somebody telling us this person's about to hurt us, it's fear. We're acting out of fear. Right. And do you want to live in fear, which is anger, which is judgment, which is worry, which is rage? Or do you want to lead with love? And I'm not talking about the kumbaya, let's go sit around a campfire stuff. I'm talking about personal accountability, the golden rule. I'm talking about courage, confidence, self-respect, self-love. Yeah. Are we going to lead with fear? Or are we going to lead with love? You choose. Yeah. It's your choice. Right. right. Fear is yeah, a powerful we motivator. Choice. We have that choice. Hey, Tommy, look, we're, we're at the end of our time. I, I could talk to you the rest of the month here, I think. But... Um, Let's carry on the conversation on LinkedIn Live. I'll invite others to comment as they will. I see we got a bunch of comments as it, as it was. So that's all terrific. Um, and hey, I look forward to having a cigar and a bourbon with you sometime soon. Okay, my That's going to happen, brother. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Tommy. You're welcome, I'll talk brother. to you soon. I'll talk to you, you soon. Will.